0: Welcome to Football Game Plans Best Bets, a new podcast we're, we're debuting here on the Football Game Plan Podcast Network. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. You could follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. Join with me tonight and every Wednesday night, and we'll it'll, we'll record this Wednesday night, but we're probably going to post it on Thursday morning. So always with me will be Gene Clemens and Chris James, but Gene is with me tonight. Gene, how's you, how's it going?
1: It's going well, man. Looking forward to uh, getting back to real football, um, especially college football. It's going to be a great weekend.
0: Yeah, and you can follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Clemens and also on Instagram, Gene Clemens, and things like that. I'm at Football Game Plan on Instagram. Uh, Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five star rating. This is a new arena for me, but Gene is very well versed in in what we're about to talk about here. And, you know, it's going to be fun because we're talking football from. And against the spread perspective, that's what best bets are, and we're going to give you some of our best bets for the weekend. Uh, First of all, gene strategies, you know, because everyone has a strategy, game plan, so to speak. Since we're on football game plan, Uh, what they do as far as how they approach games that they pick, or how they approach their betting, or you know, or whatever the case may be. So, what are some of your best strategies for when you go in there and pick games that you're going to lay some shekels on?
1: A lot of cappers rely on statistical analysis. I think what I do and what a lot of people do who've played the game, it's very similar to what we do here at Football Game Plan. We watch games, and from those games, we're able to see patterns. And then we go to the statistics to see if the statistics actually support what it is we're saying. And if so, then that's usually the way, you know, that we go. And when you watch a lot of games and you've been around the game, sometimes you see matchups and you go, man, that's just, that's not a good matchup for that team. Sometimes you look at quarterbacks and running backs or defensive ends or defensive backs and you go, you know what? He's going to be the difference in the game. That's enough to sway me to bet. Um, Or that's enough to sway me to say he's not going, they're not going to cover the spread or they're going to cover the spread. So when you look at that type of thing, that's what I look at. And I, and I always tell, always say, I do what I tell my quarterbacks to do. Take the easy cheese.
0: Yeah. The, the easy money is always the for sure money for me. Um, that's my biggest strategy. Like you said, just if you see the boogeyman, take the boogeyman, you know, just, I think there's a lot of times people get into trouble probably because they want to do too much. Like if there's an easy game, um, you know i always like to focus on the big numbers like who is being favored by 40 plus to me that's those are gimme games those are games that vegas are saying like hey you know what here's a couple bucks you can you can win to go and try to bet those pickem games and that's a little bit harder than these big spread games so i uh, just want to jump into it right away we have a game thursday that's a real good one and it kind of ties into what you talked about as far as watching the games and and Trusting what you see, Wake Forest travels down to New Orleans, and this is the 13th year anniversary of Katrina. Um, They're going down to take on the Tulane Green Wave at Ewellman Stadium, beautiful stadium on campus. Wake Forest minus six in this game. I I think for me, Wake Forest is a decent team. They're good. You know, they've been well coached, good job out there. Uh, However, this is the third year in Willie Fritz's system. I thought last year they turned it on late, barely missed the playoffs. Not playoffs, I'm sorry, barely missed the bowl game. Um, and their quarterback, I'm very high on as far as a draft prospect. I like how he plays. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to have a, a breakout year, and that's Jonathan Banks. And I think because of the third year in the system, because of Jonathan Banks's emergence from last year, and that's going to carry over into this season, I don't see how Wake Forest wins this ball game, Considering everything that's also going on, uh, I know you can't really – factor in emotion i just don't see how tulane loses this game to wake forest or wake forest wins this game by six points so i'm taking tulane in the points in this one
1: i think that's a great bet i second you on that bet the new orleans flu is a real thing these players you know come from wherever they're coming from and and you know it's not that north carolina is not exciting or but it's not new orleans And so you get them there, and it's an opportunity to be in that atmosphere. You know, sometimes they're not the most responsible. And sometimes the coaches aren't the most responsible. And that plays on a Saturday when there's a chance that you may have been out all day on a Friday, or in this case, all day on a Thursday night or on a Wednesday night. So I think it definitely has it definitely has some effect on what they're doing.
0: Now you have a game that that starts on Friday that's a intriguing matchup between you know an ACC team and a MAC team in Western Michigan and Syracuse. What are your thoughts on that one?
1: I think this matchup comes down to talent. It comes down to coaching. Syracuse has ACC level talent, Western Michigan has MAC talent. Um Syracuse has a returner at quarterback and a and a, a freshman coming in that are both better than the incumbent that's coming back from Western Michigan. I look for the Syracuse offense to be more explosive because Dino Babers understands the MAC and he knows how to get it done versus MAC schools because of his time at Bowling Green. I think when you add all those things up and the fact that there's a little pressure on Babers and his staff to to start fast and continue because they normally start off fast, but they peter out. If they can put together a healthy season, this could be something that gets him a contract extension, or maybe even gets him a job at another school. So he'll be motivated to do his best. This will be a great opportunity on the road. You've had all the time to prepare for them. There should be no excuses.
0: Yeah. We saw how much that team really loves Dino Babers with their win last year against Clemson. So, um, this is a game that they have to win. You know, it's easy on paper to say, like, you know what, that could be a trap game, so to speak. But when you've had all summer to work on one opponent, you usually come out and play your best football. And I think you're absolutely right with that one. Now, I I would look at this one, and this is a game between a week one opponent versus a week zero opponent. I was at the UMass Duquesne game last week, uh, and UMass was all over Duquesne. And there's something to be said for a team that's played a game already but there's also something to be said for a team that hasn't played they're fresher so to speak and bc is 18 point favorites now i know i just saw UMass beat the brakes off duquesne and yes that was duquesne fcs opponent but they're projected by some to win the northeast conference however i was impressed with the passing game andrew ford the lefty throwing the andy isabella he's gonna be outstanding he, he got patriots written all over him, and you know why But this guy is a tremendous receiver. They got two good (laughs) tailbacks and and Marquise Young and uh, Ali is the the guy's last name. I forgot the other – I forgot his first name. But 18 points is a little bit too much. Now, BC looks like to be a serious contender, or at least better than what they've been in recent years uh, in the ACC. Um, We know about A.J. Dillon and what he can do running the football. Their O-line and D-line is outstanding. I just don't think BC is 18 points better than UMass. I think they may be 10 points better, maybe 13 points better, but not 18 points. That that requires BC to to win throwing the football. Um, and I'm still not there yet. I know they can run. I, I know they can play good defense. Um and they lost some pe- some pieces in the secondary. So I'm gonna take UMass and the points in this one again. That's just a big number for BC for me.
1: I completely agree. When was the last time you saw BC beat a team by three touchdowns? That's essentially what Vegas is asking BC to do. It's asking BC to beat somebody by three touchdowns. I I I struggle to find times when they score three touchdowns, let alone when they're, you know, actually have an opportunity to beat somebody by three touchdowns. So, I easily see this game coming down to BC doing what they do, which is playing tough defense and ball-controlled offense. The best thing about this 18 points is that BC could easily win the game 17-0, 21-3, 21-10. And guess what? If they do that, we still win. So I think that 18 points is a fantastic thing to grab. I just don't see them beating UMass by that much. And on top of that, UMass tends to play in-state opponents pretty well
0: yeah it's gonna be interesting because again their offense looked like a well-oiled machine they could run they could throw um was good in pass pro but that's against duquesne uh so we'll see how they handle up against bc they'll be amped for that game i'll be in maryland for the towson morgan state game and that game is at 7 p.m but i was thinking about attending another game from for scouting purposes that's being played down in, in Landover that you have written down here, Texas at Maryland. That should be a great one. The only reason why I'm not going to that game, I'll be at Villanova and Temple at that time because I know it's like hell trying to get in and out of FedEx. I will be late for my game going from Landover to Baltimore than I would going from Philly to Baltimore because of the traffic that's going to pile up right there by the stadium. And it's a mile walk from the parking uh, deck for the media to the doggone stadium. So not only will I have to walk a mile, but I will be sweating and barely make it to the game that I'm supposed to be on the broadcast for. But this is a great matchup. I want to go. And you have it written down. Texas is 13 and a half point favorites over Maryland.
1: What are your thoughts? To me, this comes down to the fact that Maryland, Maryland is an absolute mess right now. Who's in charge? Who's the person that the buck stops with? Whenever a player knows that it has an opportunity to get one by on the coach because the coach isn't as strong, when has that ever worked out? Whenever you ever seen a team go through this type of, tr- uh, of trouble and all of a sudden galvanize to do great things, you usually don't see it. In fact, one could argue that this type of situation Lends them to get blown out by Texas. I think Texas is going to look to have a great day. Tom Herman is trying to put his stamp on the fact that Texas is back. He wants people to believe that. And so he's going to try to come out and avenge a bad loss um, from last year and show the state of Texas that they will be players this year. Um, I like the quarterback. I like the freshman running back coming in. He's going to be special. I think that at the end of the day, Texas could win this game going away. And so, yes, I like that 13 and a half points.
0: Wow. And you bring up some great points. Um, I I just, I slightly disagree because I know I've seen at multiple places, people talking about Texas as a potential playoff team. I'm like, what Texas, you know, which Texas you think showing up uh, this season with what (laughs) stalwarts <laughs> like you need stalwarts to make the playoffs especially in the big 12 um i don't know man i, I think maryland kind of has maryland it could go either way i can see your point where you said like it's you know who's running the ship how are you grinding uh but i can also see this like man we beat these dudes last year you know we can we can do it again that type of deal oh let's galvanize around uh what's happening and show guys that we are to you know i gar- i guarantee you gonna see these dudes walk out the tunnel locking arms, right? <laughs> like that, like that's supposed to help you out oh, galvanize automatically. Yeah, you know that's happening, right? Uh, so I, I don't know. I think this game may be. I think it may be a, a high scoring game. I love the backfield of Maryland, and I'm, I'm not sold on Texas yet. Uh, this would be one that I would have to just be wrong on. Uh, I know one game that I, I I can't be wrong on, and this is uh, is because half the team suspended, but. Cal minus seven against North Carolina and North Carolina is going out to Berkeley and again football game plan you know it doesn't matter where you play but in college you know you're a little short-handed anyway on a roll because you only can take what 63 players right so not only are you taking 63 players out there but your best players are suspended and Cal is coming off a year where they've gotten better over the last part of the season. Their offense is going to be outstanding this year. To me, lock this one in early because I think Cal is about to beat the Carolina Blue off North Carolina in this <laughs> <ball> game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that at the end of the day, um, North Carolina is going to get an opportunity to stagger um, some of those suspensions, so all of them won't be gone at the same time. But they're still going to be missing key players. And, and here's the thing: it's not, it's not like North Carolina was on the uptake. Um, North Carolina had a had a declining season, and um, one could argue they've been declining. And so, what are they right now, especially after this situation, after the comments? by Fedora about the you know CTE and all the other stuff you just you don't know what you're going to get in this team they're going across country that plays with with young guys because again when you take them on a road some of them have never been on the road or they may not have ever gone this far before so now you're bringing an entirely new element into the game but most importantly, I like the number, and I think it's a number that California can cover. Um, I think that the California schools as a whole are doing a really good thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a California sweep um, this weekend, um, but that'll remain to be seen as far as those big schools go. But, yeah, I like this number. Um, I'm not really sold on North Carolina at all anyway, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah, and uh- – Here's a big number. I mean, speaking of big numbers, you got Nebraska and Akron, and we get the debut of Scott Frost. Now, we're old enough to remember Scott Frost as a Nebraska player on those very good Nebraska teams that a lot of people seem to have have forgotten in this 30-for-30 era. Hopefully they can – I was talking to Nick Gates, who is an offensive lineman rookie here for the New York Giants, and he told me that they were supposed to do a 30-for-30 on that 95 Nebraska team, but they put it on the shelf. But, and he also said that, man, they, they really got to get it done because Coach Osborne is like 80 or something like that. So you really want to get it done before the key part of the doggone story is no longer with us, right? So we get to see Scott Frost. We get to see uh, a good friend of the football game plan program and Coach Terry Bowden they bring his Akron Zips out there to Lincoln, Nebraska. This is the game that you earmarked, uh, Nebraska's favorite by 25 and a half points, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, big spreads are big for a reason. It's because most of the times the team with the big number is going to blow out the other team. Um, it doesn't always happen, but it happens more often than not. Um, sometimes if something's, you know, Occam's razor says that it, when you can't think of a solution, the most obvious one is the correct one. And the obvious thing in this case is that Akron can't stop the run and Nebraska is going to be able to run the ball really well under this Scott Frost offense. Um, It's going to be high-powered. It's going to be up-tempo. They've already been setting themselves up for Scott Frost with the way they've been recruiting over the years, getting more athletic quarterbacks, um, really getting back – to solidifying their offensive lines. I think their defense is one that's improved. And Akron couldn't couldn't score against Toledo. Two times they played Toledo, beat them by 20 plus points. So you can't score versus Toledo. You didn't really get any better. You lost a handful or a ton of defensive players. Now here comes Scott Frost in that offense. They're going to want to get off to a good start in his first game back home. They're going to want to show that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the Big Ten, especially in the West.
0: Yeah, and they have to – not really have to, but you would want them to get off to a big start um, in the Scott Frost regime. And and you, I'm glad you brought up big numbers to end, to end your picks uh, because that's something that I'm – in some games I'm afraid of. And nine times out of ten – it involves Alabama because I think Alabama is like the, the point you made for uh, who we we're talking about. We're, we're a team Boston College. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they could slowly blow you out like the score could be 24 to three and you were completely dominated in that ball game. But as far as Vegas is concerned, you won. You know, and Alabama right now is 24 and a half points uh, favorite against Louisville. I would stay away from that game because I actually think Louisville's quarterback, uh, Jawan Pass is going to be legit. I think because he can throw, they got veteran receivers. I think they can put up some points. Now, I don't think they have a snowball chance in hell to beat Alabama. But from a Vegas perspective, 24-and-a-half, I don't know, man, because, I mean, listen, we know Alabama is – is. you can figure out Alabama pretty quickly, right? You know You know what's coming. You know what you got to do to win. You know what you got to do to stop it. Um, I think a lot of people are, are super hyping up uh, Tua Tagler-Valoa. Uh, Jalen Hurts is still out there, 26-and-two. I, I mean, the dude only threw, what, one intercept last year? Um, Tua do, threw two in, in in a quarter, you know? So that right there could scare me. Be like, okay, maybe they have a chance to to really make this close, but you know, I, I thought that with Florida State last year, and granted, Francois got hurt, um, I didn't think USC had a chance, and they got blown out the the, the stadium. So, but this game just kind of it, it scares me. So I would, com- if I were you guys, I would completely stay away from Alabama at uh, Alabama against Louisville. What game would you completely stay away from?
1: Well, first, I love the fact that you want to stay away from Alabama. Alabama's one of those teams where Nick Saban will shut it down when he's beating you 21-0 and screw up your big spread. But it'll also have a defense that's so opportunistic, they may pick off two interceptions and take it to the house, and now they beat you by um, 35. Or they may pick up a fumble and beat you by 28. So it's just one of those games where I would fade because I don't want to get caught in the crosshairs. A game that I'm looking at that I think you should stay away from is this Arizona State versus um, University of Texas San Antonio. First off, Texas San Antonio plays people tough. Um, They didn't get blown out at all. They were in every single game they played last year, Um, even their game versus Baylor. And so when you look at that and then you add into the fact that We don't really know what Arizona State's going to be. We make a lot of fun of the Oakland Raiders for hiring um, John Gruden, who hasn't coached in 10 years. But Arizona State hired Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards hasn't coached in a long time either. And if I remember correctly, Herm Edwards wasn't exactly a guru um, offensively or defensively back when he played. He was more of a rah-rah guy. A a inspirational guy. So, what will this Arizona State team be with him at the helm? I don't know, and because I don't know, I can't bet with them, and I can't bet against them. So, I'm just gonna stay away from the game.
0: Yeah, that that's a great point, man. I forgot that. It's sad in this day and age. I forgot that Herm was the head coach at Arizona State. Like, we don't know what the hell to expect. (laughs) (laughs) like, right? We didn't. We have no blueprint you know what i'm saying like and i just yeah you're right that's a game you definitely want to stay away from like you gotta i'm glad they're starting with um a fbs opponent because we we could easily get fooled by if they were to play northern arizona you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. oh by the way northern arizona is about to beat utep this week They're, they're actually favored in that ball game like picture that so but yeah Arizona State stay away from that um until you figure out what what's going on out there. I I, I all I know is they have a great receiver in, in uh, Nikhil Harry, but I don't know what type of offense they, they could come out there and run a triple option for all we know, right? So who knows? We have no clue. We have no clue what they're doing. <laughs> we have no clue. Um and we have no clue about what possible in game adjustments they can make. This game is going this game is gonna be entertaining to watch just from a what the hell are they gonna do situation. So Gene, we we did some good jobs for for uh for week one here. Uh we're gonna bring in Chris probably next week and we're gonna talk some NFL. I mean, we got NFL, we got college, we got we can go all kind of ways with this thing. So leave us some feedback, what you guys like about it, what you guys think you want us to add and, and talk about. This is a podcast for the people. We're trying to help you win some shekels. Um, you know, so that way you can then donate those shekels to football game plan and its analysts. You know, so that way we can all just become one big happy family. So for Gene Clemens, again, follow him on Twitter at Gene Clemens. I'm Emory Hunt. Follow me on Twitter at F game plan. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash football game plan. And also be sure to check out Saturday at seven PM Eastern time. I'll be the color commentator on the Morgan State Towson game. Gene will be
1: on the scene. Gene, tell a folks where you're gonna be. Well, Thursday night and Sunday night. I will be at the new Georgia State Stadium. Um, On Thursday, I'll be covering the Georgia State-Kennesaw State game. Looking forward to seeing both of those teams compete. This is going to um, be a rivalry game for them because they're really battling for some of the same players. Because Kennesaw State was able to make such a run um, last year, they're competing for those low-level FBS players. FBS talent, and you know, Georgia State's trying to get all that stuff for themselves, so it'll be really interesting to see that, and then I'm back on Sunday to to, to watch the Swag MIAC challenge, and I'm really excited that they put it into a smaller venue this year, so that it, it they don't get engulfed by that giant you know, Mercedes-Benz stadium they could really have an intimate atmosphere, or at least more intimate atmosphere that allows the game to really have that same Feel that it would have if it was on their home turf.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, again, you got two great games to check out, man. We did our FCS preview recently. Uh, we had that Kennesaw State, Georgia State game on upset watch. We just saw Prairie View nearly beat Rice last week. And North Carolina Central is coming back with what looks to be a team that can contend in the MIAC. So you got two great games you're going to go check out this weekend. So again, football game plan is on the scene. We don't boast about it. We just be about it. And that's what we are, man. And you know, Gene is one that that does great things on a whiteboard and out there uh as a writer and analyst. He just wrote something that was, I thought was very unique because I didn't even think of that perspective uh, that you can check out on our website, footballgameplan.com about what if the Bucks went all Gruden in on Khalil Mack, you know, that's a nice uh article you could check out there. And on our YouTube channel, we have all our videos up about our uh, week one FCS previews. And, you know, we're all on the scene, guys. So just hit us up. Let us know. Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Subscribe and also on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash FBGP Podcast. For Gene Clements, I'm Emory Hunt. We will check out or check in with you guys next week. Good luck this weekend as you
1: place those bets.